0: Stoy. The man didn't break his stride, didn't glance back at those chasing him, yelling at him to stop. He ran for his life. Moonlight glinted on the rain-soaked street, only to be trampled and splashed by the expensive Italian leather shoes designed for anything but running, and the metal-tipped boots that clattered and echoed between the tenements of a harsh city. Stoy. Louder this time, demanding. Stop. Soon they'd shoot he reached a narrow red brickway alley, ducked into it, and kept running. He knew these streets and back alleys, not well, but well enough not to be herded into a dead end. The buildings were in a state of decay far worse than a few broken streetlights suggested. The rot lay deep and pervasive, and the fetid odor of urine and rotting garbage hung in the air. Back home, they'd have been condemned and torn down. Here they were home to the poor and used as a mask to hide the horrors of the regime. He had to use it to his advantage if he was going to make it to the rendezvous in time. It was vital that the information he was carrying reached the right hands. After that, nothing else mattered. He would have done his job. He'd always known the risks. He almost lost his footing as he turned left, then right, ducking under a sagging washing line strung with grime-stained vests and underwear that surely hadn't been washed before being hung out. The double-back bought him a few precious seconds while he was out of sight, Then he hit the open space of the unlit courtyard before a towering block of apartments. He tipped over a few trash cans, spilling garbage across the narrow path, hoping to slow the pursuit. To his left, he saw a rusty wrought iron gate that hung open on a shadowy doorway. Beyond it, barely visible, the first couple of stone steps leading up. He ran for them, climbing the stairs three and four steps at a time, then rushed along a walkway that overlooked the courtyard. He looked down. He shouldn't have looked down. The first of the men hunting him stumbled into one of the overturned cans trying to avoid the garbage strewn across the path. His curse barely carried as far as the walkway. The tactic maybe bought him half a second. He had to keep moving. There had to be a way out of this rat hole. He checked the grime-crusted windows as he ran past the apartments. He didn't know exactly where he was going. A little divine intervention would be gratefully accepted. One door along here, he hoped, would get them off his trail. The first two were lit by dim lamps in the muted glow of television sets. Tiny sets in tiny rooms, and yet the people watching them did not know anything bigger or better. Those tiny sets were as close to luxury as they'd ever come. They'd been raised good communists, content with their lot, and did not deserve the fate he could bring to their door. Forcing his way into any of those homes would ruin their lives. He didn't want to do that to them. But if he had to, he would. At the far end of the walkway, he saw what he was looking for. Even with a bare bulb above shattered, the limited light was enough to see that the door had been forced open. Jags of splintered wood around the frame betrayed the fact that the apartment had been broken into, despite the fact the door had been pushed back into place to disguise the invasion. It was one of many, he was sure. Not the best for his purpose, but the closest. It would do. The echo of boots on the concrete stairwell meant it was now or never. He didn't like, never. He pushed in through the doorway, ready for the inevitable fight. The shock, the screams. Voices came thick and fast, some startled and angry, others slurred and listless. Mostly men, but there were a couple of women. They screamed as he knew they would. Bodies scrambled in the dim light, some in search of clothes, snatching them up from where they had been abandoned. At least one of them was reaching for more than a discarded shoe. He charged right into the middle of the chaos, his hands held up to show he was unarmed, not a threat. They needed to understand he wasn't a threat. He was a victim. Hopefully they weren't good communists. He was banking on that slim hope. Boy, my gimnya, he said. Help me. He wasn't begging. He looked back over his shoulder, making it obvious that he was being chased, and knowing that these kinds of people wouldn't like the people chasing him, He'd led them literally into a lion's den. One of them nodded toward a screen door, the kitchen. He stepped through it. A woman stood over the sink. She wasn't doing the dishes. She seemed to be marking out lines of coke. He stood with his back to the wall. He could see the door through a trick of perspective, from a mirror in the kitchen to a mirror in the hall. The first man appeared in the doorway. He carried a Kalash, a Kalashnikov automatic, a monster of a gun, it didn't help him. The first gunshot came a heartbeat later.